it's the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight we're going to talk about Love Actually. You no trouble. Me, You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. fingers and you're gonna fill me in your toes <laughs> love is actually all d- damn no. and i'll be all around you <laughs> and on that note <laughs> welcome to the podcast we're your hosts i am brian elkins with me here tonight cinematographer jared callen how you doing brian i am doing good i'm doing good and we also have uh, dp mike greggs Hi, hello, how are you? And costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. And we are talking love, actually. Kicking off the festive holiday movies. I don't know what we're calling this month. What are we calling this month? It, it's, it's Christmas on the podcast, and, and Christmas is about family, so hello, pod family. It's Christmas. <laughs> Mike's got his tree up in the shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, dude, literally. Bro, it is Quite, on brand yeah. today. Fucking Brian's drinking cocoa. Chris has got a smile on her face. I'm drunk. Add a little, it's a little cranberry y'all. juice it's to, the, uh, to the gin. It's fucking Christmas, man. Come on. And we're talking about one of my favorite Christmas movies, and hell, one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I absolutely really? love this Wait, wait, movie. which movie in this movie is your favorite movie? Because there's Every like 12 movie, movies like, you know, in this You know, this movie's movie. really long, and I never want this movie to end. I, I can watch this movie. <laughs> I, I had no trouble watching this film twice. And staying, like, and not even texting the whole time. Uh, I was mad that I had to write notes. I was like, why do I got to fucking stop and write notes? <laughs> How many times do you think you've watched this, Jaren? Honestly? Like, just ballpark it. Well, I don't, I don't like this. Is this like watch. an every, every year kind of movie for you? Is this like no, a, this, no, no. this leads you into the Christmas but, season? But you, can't, but you can't, like, go off of me on that because I don't like watching things a lot multiple times. That's why I'm wondering, like, how I many always, times have I you always seen feel this movie? Like, I always feel like, you know, there's, I could be watching something that I haven't seen. Uh, but I have probably seen this movie at least maybe ten times. Okay. okay. I feel like That's ten is not a lot, but okay. It's for me. <laughs> the only thing that I've seen more than this is, like, you know, Star Wars or, like, uh, maybe Secret of the Ooze. 
Oh, 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 Robin wow. Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Alan Quartermain, Lost City of Gold. Okay, so there's a lot of films I've seen more than this, but, you know. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder. It's uh, up there. But it's Wait, up wait, there. you said this is one of your favorites, though? Oh, man, dude. I just... I would love to make a movie like this one day. And, 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 and like, I don't know, man. It, it, it just pulls at your fucking heartstrings. There's fucking laughs. The only thing I'm not really big in is the, the three different, like, dance numbers. I, I, I think this came out in a time where you had to have a fucking sing-along or a dance number or, you know, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, everybody d- jumping around the room. Drinking <laughs> uh, I remember shit. two of them, the one with the prime minister and then the one at the end. What was the third one? Um, Wait, which one at the end? The but the the music video. Yeah, oh, they, the oh, kids uh, finally the, drumming the, the, at the, the end. The, the, the wedding oh. scene. The wedding scene. Love, the wedding scene. Love, love. Oh. Where everybody's pumping up. There's it's it's a whole you know yeah. That's right. like four. The wedding wait, scene. Wait, you're oh, telling me the, the wedding the scene. Wait, I'm sorry. You're telling me you didn't like the wedding scene when oh, they come out with the trombones. I love it. And like you I wanted that oh, cut from the, the trombones. Movie? The, the, the no, no, no. He's just trying to count how many like musical numbers. Okay, because I thought you said previously that you didn't like the musical numbers. That is no, no. I said, I I said, I wouldn't put that in my movie, like, 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 just pepper it with all this like hokey ass, which, which is fine. I, I I also mine wouldn't like point toward the the demographic. I don't know. It feels like they're 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 making the movie for everybody, you know. And it's it's so those things feel a little hallmark to me. But for some reason, I have a big fucking smile on my face because they're done so well. You know, actually, I'm I'm on that note. I actually. Kind of curious. Have any of you guys? Is this your first time? Anybody? Have no, you guys this have seen is this before. Two yeah, or three. Seen this I, before. Think. Yeah. I have introduced this movie to a lot of people who haven't watched it, and I think this. Uh, Why well, I don't know. I have mixed feelings now, but like for <laughs> years, I thought this was like just like the best Christmas movie, and probably yes, one of the best movies of all time. But when I introduce people to it, they don't see it that way. They see it as kind of depressing. <laughs> Dude, and so I wonder if that's something that, like, you know, you love it because you've seen it for years. Um, Yeah. So where I'm going with this is like, I don't know if that's hokey necessarily. I don't know. I mean, it is a little bit. uh, No, um, no, I was actually. um, It had been a while since I'd seen this, and this is one of those movies where you look back on it, and like you said, wow, I really love that movie. What a great fucking movie! Look at all these fucking stories and, and all these characters and all that. But. Learning more about film and and just becoming you know the neurotic crazy fucker that I am, uh, when I look back on it now, I'm seeing it differently. And uh, I was like, just the whole Alan Rickman, uh, his his whole storyline, and just like the the, the layers of everybody. It, there's just like some weird fucked up shit that that happens in this, and they just kind of eh, whatever. It's Christmas. We're gonna move on, you know. Yeah, it's it's very British in that sense, um, and that's one of the, honestly one of the things I love about Richard Curtis as a, as a writer and in his few times as a director is that he's so able to kind of balance that subtle line of like yeah no there's this is real shit and like there's complications and sometimes things work out really well and sometimes they don't and sometimes it. You know, you move on in spite of the things and you still find happiness. Um, yeah, I, th- I think Alan Rickman and, and Emma Thompson's scenes are, are yeah. the highlight of the movie for me, honestly. Like, there's just so much realism and, and heart in those, even as difficult as they are to watch. So depressing. I hate it. Why is that oh, my man. Christmas movie? Dude, because it's it's real. That shit happens. I don't but... want to... You know what? A lot of shit happens. That doesn't mean I want to hear about it all the time. Know, like... Man. Dude, I just watched it again today, and and Emma Thompson when she when she finds out when oh know, man, 
and she, she goes, she, she, she goes in, and, she goes in and has that moment, and, and mm-hmm. they they do the exact same shot. So, um, there, there was a bed shot that they cut to before they cut into the bedroom. Um, the first time we're in the bedroom with Alan Rickman and his wife, yeah, and they they, they replicate. So there was just a really cool match cut, and I, so they cut from the exact same shot into that bedroom scene, and we're kind of setting up their their relationship. And then when the relationship is over, we cut back to the marital bedroom in the exact same framing. It's perfect. Yeah. And she just stands there and just like acts her ass off Dude, to it's this so fucking Joni Mitchell song. Empty bed in between and oh, his man. side is completely empty and she's just and standing she there like it when she leaves. fucking breaking down. She has a moment oh, and, she's, and she's collected yeah. herself because she has to go be in front of the kids and everything and then she pauses for a second and she kind of like rubs the bed. It's kind of like she, she was saying, it saying... She puts it back she, in place. I don't know. Yeah, like, everything's is, tidy. This is still everything's, my bed. You know, I still got a lie in it. So fucking weird, man. And just like, I was just like, ah, don't make me cry. I thought that <laughs> no, that's why this movie works. The relationship no. isn't over, though. Like, she's still with him at the end of the movie. Barely. Yeah, no, bro. I don't know, man. That's what I know. No, yeah, no, she is totally with him Stay at the end of the movie. Stay together for the kids as soon as those kids turned 18. Wait, or whatever the legal age That's why it's so kids? depressing. Oh, oh. No, that's why it's so depressing. Like, that whole scene is beautiful in the way they, they did it and the way she's acting, and all of that is gorgeous. Um, and I fully support it. But yeah, then she just like sucks it up and is like, oh, well. And she goes back out there. And yeah, it, it, at the end, it's not really clear if she's with him or not. Uh, and ultimately, it doesn't really matter because, yeah, she's going to be in his life. She doesn't really have a life. She says that a couple of times. Her life is taking care of her kids. And I think that's what's super depressing about it for me. Because she's this really great person. Oh, she's too. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's the thing I was I was really noticing about it this time. And. I, I do enjoy this movie, and I, I've really enjoyed it when I've just, like, kind of put it on when I'm sick or, like, it's in the background. And I'm not, like, fully 100% engaged with everything I'm seeing and, and thinking about the story arcs all the way through. Because none of these stories really have – they're all just pieces of stories. It's all the beginning yeah. of a story, the middle of a story, or the ending of a story. But there are no fully finished – here's the beginning, the middle, the end. Well, it's a slice Colin. of life, I think. is uh, That's what they call it, you know. Well, no, some of them have, like, very clear endings, and then some of them are just completely left hanging, and you just have no idea, like, what's going on. Like, the rock star and his manager, That's that has a conclusion, right? Like, that, that is a three-action structured story. But, like, the one with, like, the flashcards with uh, Rick from The Walking Dead, like... <laughs> oh, my God. Is that, that's, that's not even a story. Bro, let's, let's like, talk about that for a second. What? I love I love the scenes. I, I'm the, the scenes are magical. Like like when when she comes over and she's all bubbly and shit, and she fucking finds the tape, and then she watches it and she realizes that all the shots are of of, of him and, and like all throughout the movie they've been trying to make you think that this guy's either gay or and like they're setting up all this stuff, and then you get this you know boom, and then she catches the realization and she's acting her ass off. Uh, that, I love that scene. That scene is great. And then if the, it, it ended with him murdering her, it would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but instead what happens is Love that, actually. <laughs> Love actu- actually with an axe. Sorry. I see what you did there. That's one of those things that's that storyline is one where when I was a teenager, I was like swooning and I was like, Oh, it's so sweet. He's so in love with her and he's hiding it and isn't this romantic? And now as an adult, I'm like, that's so fucked up. Like <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I will say that Andrew Lincoln has reused 
And two of my favorite scenes with him, like when he, after like he, that happens, she's like, you know, you never talk to me. Like, you know, she's like, you fucking hate me. And he's like, I've got to go, you know, self-preservation. And he like exits and he, he leaves. And then he goes out and he has this great fucking moment where he like walks toward the camera and he spins around in a circle and da 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 and does all that and then kind of exits. I love that moment. But he did the same thing in The Walking Dead after, after uh, Laurie died. The exact same thing. When, when he realizes that Carl killed Laurie. I'm sorry. Spoilers, everybody. Uh, it's been fucking ten years. You should see it. Uh, it's very old. <laughs> he does the exact same thing. All right. Tom. There you go. I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> uh, but, but anyways, yeah. But then, but then their final scene where he does, he does the Bob Dylan uh, hurricane music video thing with the, with the flashcards. Why does she kiss him? Is she, uh, is man, she that is him? the worst scene Dude, in this movie, in my opinion. I can tell you, as a teenager who had issues, no, no, no. She went out and kissed him because, oh, he's secretly in love with her, and isn't that so romantic? And and there's, like, this whole, like, thing, because they don't have, like, it's not, she's so unhealthy. There's not a healthy love. And so as soon as she realized he's been pining after her, she's, like, into it. Because for some reason, she's no longer interested in her husband. I don't know. Uh, that whole thing is kind of weird, but no, no, no. She's like into the fact that he's like secretly in love with her. She's like flattered by it. Well, they um, they apparently stay together because there's like a, a sequel to this that they did. Uh, it's like a 15 minute like for Red Nose Day. Um, oh oh yeah. yeah, I heard about that. I never I, actually I saw watched stills. It. I haven't seen yeah. it, but there's a there's a still of them like uh, her and her husband like hanging out on the couch. So they, they, she never she never went for Andrew Lincoln. We don't know. Nor that. should she. Nor should she. Unless I feel they had like, some kind of weird steamy side thing. I feel thing. like they had some weird steamy side thing and then she realized he's <laughs> psycho because obviously. She, and then an she went back to her husband. Her. No way. Yeah, they, like, they were at the airport like, the like a month mind. later, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like separated from each other. They were going out of their way to like be distant with one another, weren't they? Or am I remembering that wrong? I don't like, know. The airport scene yeah. at the end was, was so very contrived. Like it, it, it felt everybody like the excuse to have everybody all together. Like, like what? What everybody just happens to be in the same airport at the same time? Mike, this like, is a greatest hits of like fucking rom like, com <laughs> uh, tropes, bro, and cliches. Like, come on, what are we talking yep, about? Yep. Uh, they stole that from Dogma, which came out right before this. There's a whole scene in Dogma where they talk about people like the, the be- most beautiful thing, everybody meeting in an airport. You know, they have that whole that uh, Matt Damon and um, Ben Affleck. I do remember totally that. ripped off from here. I mean, they, you know, they, this ripped off that, which is crazy, but it's, 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 it is a perfect thing, you know, like, you know, Oh no, it's, it's, just it's a wonderful something. like intro to the movie and it's really like interesting and romantic and, and it really is a wonderful slice of life. It was just kind of the part that, that killed it for me was like, really the prime minister is going to get a guy off of like a, a normal flight in Heathrow, like really, like he doesn't have his own private jet, dude. What are you talking about? Like the prime minister in this movie doesn't have secret secu- security detail. There's just like one guy. He has that, one guy. That can he has sing one well. guy. <laughs> oh, I love that, dude. Hugh Grant <laughs> that, is, that is also. Oh, that is a great. He, one. he, he his, is his so face when he realizes that his guy can like actually sing. His reactions in this, like oh, man. he he has some amazing reactions. And like 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 when like when Natalie like cusses in front of him the first time and they, he's just like you know he has these like little beats which are super great I think he's super awesome in this. Well, except for the whole like weird relationship, that's also very fucked up that I didn't hear. <laughs> it's also a very fucked up storyline. 
Wait, Other what, than that, the, it's wait, great. The, it's the great. prime minister one's messed up? Yeah, the prime minister where uh, the president of the United States like sexually harasses Natalie and instead of like standing up for her, he just like yells about Britain and then like reassigns <laughs> her and then she has to apologize to him. <laughs> She's like, I'm to, so to sorry that your co-worker hit on me like and I couldn't say anything about it because I'm, you know, beneath him uh, and i felt uncomfortable and he's like it's okay i forgive you <laughs> it's christmas <laughs> yeah. so fucked up and, and everybody right, in the whole movie calls her fat even her even her fucking even parents, her parents. Yeah. like that's her fucking nickname like yeah. how dysfunctional is that house yeah. good god what did that secretary say something like uh i think i wrote it down oh uh, man it was so fucked up i was like god damn that's a sick fucking burn man oh no they, they, they keep saying they keep they keep saying the girl, she has the like girl thick with the thighs. giant calves Isn't no she's like she thick th- she's, no. like, she's like sizable she, she, ass there sir <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like man have you, have you seen her profile oh, yes. she's not big at all like it's it's like really like crazy and 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 even like you know um I can never remember her name. The um the the foreign girl who they had to learn who did the whole Spanglish uh, storyline. Aurelia <laughs> is that her name? Aurelia, yeah, uh, yeah. Like even she's talking about her 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 fat sister, and then it like turns around and there's like all this stuff. This is like a, a Richard Curtis thing because he made three fucking Bridget he, Jones he, diary movies about this like whole like oh don't think that chubby girls aren't cute like they can still and and but like calling them chubby girls like can you just be like this is a woman and she is a person and she's who big is interesting like why <laughs> why do you got to go to this whole like oh it's a chubby girl it's a chubby girl but she's still cute like what what the hell man i don't understand fat people are funny that's it's the joke see well I can't believe I'm about to defend somebody, and maybe I'm not. Let's feel it out, though. Do it. Do it. I want to feel it. Come on. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> do it. I, I, I'm trying to remember, like, at that time. Okay, first of all, you know, Nat- Natalie is not. She's fucking gorgeous. She's, this is, yeah, she is. Super great. dumb. Um, but she's, like, a size, like, six or eight, which is, again, not fat. Um, it's insane. But I feel like <laughs> at the time, like, everyone else was, like, a size two. And so that's, I feel like in order to cast somebody larger, you had to make it, like, Bridget Jones, her whole thing was, oh, like, like you don't, you didn't have overweight people in movies unless that was, they were, like, a side character, and that was their thing. That was their thing. Like, overweight people weren't That's still people, like that right? Now. Yeah. Well, it's better. It's a lot better now, at least on TV. I don't know about movies. I mean, in comedies. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time you? Yeah. (laughs) Because fat people are funny, Brian. Yeah, I guess so. We're very funny. Yeah. You you don't see a lot of like uh, dramas anchored by a heavy person. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make movies for fat people (laughs) with fat people, and we're not gonna be looked down on. We're not the butt of your joke. Our butts are so huge that we're not the butt of your joke. <laughs> we got our own butts. We make our own butts. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrupt your point. Me? No, I just yeah. feel like, no, that was my point was that in order, maybe, maybe in order to cast semi heavier than the Hollywood standard, you had to make them. You know what I mean? Like, and that was why they called her fat. Wasn't that she was fat? It was just that she was like considered fat compared to the other. You know what? I, I don't. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I, no, I no, just, I, no, yeah, yeah. It makes at sense. the time, at the mm. time, she was considered like okay, all right. So like in the '90s when you had all the supermodels and shit, 
Plus size models did start, I think, at size eight, which again, size eight is like not wow. overweight. Wow, that was considered plus size? God you, you were make, you're also making me think that also maybe they didn't do someone who was larger because they still wanted her to quote unquote be sexy. Exactly. Before yeah. the mass. They, they still want the audience to still be attracted to her. So they're still saying, you know, we can't really like bring a really big girl in here because, you know, no one's going to be attracted to her. That's that, that, that's kind of underlining feeling. Right. As, as you were saying, I started thinking that. It's, it's kind of but crazy. It's, but it's just weird because I don't think she's overweight in the slightest. No, she and looks also, great. she's gorgeous. And so when everyone's making fun of her, you're just kind of like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so the jokes were for the sake of normalization. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just a, a rom-com trope. I mean, they even do it like, you know, like the uh, the really fucking hot person. Then they put on glasses and everyone's like, well, they're not so hot. And they take the glasses off. And it's like, oh, my God, you're super hot yeah. now. No, man. Yeah, it's like glasses that. Glasses are pretty hot, bro. It's like know. the. Uh, they're completely. Well, no, not in cinema, though. Like you look at what was that film with uh, She's All That, right? And the girl's like wearing oh, glasses. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to yeah. prom yeah. at the end. It's like, oh, I took the glasses off. And everyone's like, oh, look yeah. at that hot chick. Oh, man, I wish I banged her in high school. She combed her hair. <laughs> And took off her glasses. Oh man! <laughs> Hello, <Crazy> nurse. <laughs> like super wind though. Oh, uh, yeah, but they do that with the guy in this movie. Um, they put some glasses on him to try to like make him look. Uh, the like Julianne he could Moore be. character uh, boyfriend is that who you're talking about? Or who you talking Laura about? Lenny. Wait, hurry. Laura Lenny. Not not Julianne. Oh, Moore. that guy. Laura Lenny. Sorry, yeah. why did I say that? Because they're both crazy. Actresses? I don't know. They've been like Oscar nominated around the same time. I can see why you get those mixed up. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. That's fair. This is also a fucked up storyline. It's like... super fucked up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't answer the phone in your apartment with the guy that you've no, been pining over bro. for two years and then literally say in front of him, no, I'm not doing anything. Like, not doing anything it... important. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, yeah. okay, it's fine. Like, answer but, the phone because your brother is important to you. Like, like express to him that he that. is important. But don't demean the person that you've been literally like secretly pining over for two years while they're finally there with you. I, I, that was yeah. That but was she's the got this thing, you know. And, and I and I've had the same feeling when you when you first watched it. But on the second viewing, in the very first scene where they all go like they're at a party. Mm-hmm. And she's actually over in the corner, and somebody comes over and tries to talk to her, and she's on the phone. That's the very first time you really see her. It like just right, sets right. it up right off the bat. You're just like, man, uh, they do such a good job. And and at her, Alan desk, Rickman's character did like mention it, like, oh, oh, she's on oh, the phone yeah. again. Yeah, like, yeah. At at her desk, there's a fucking framed photo of her brother. Yeah. So not only is she sitting there working, and he's having to call a time, but she looks up and she's just seeing his face. Her whole life is that dude. Oh, for sure. It's kind of sad, you know. And yeah, it's it's you know, super it, sad. It works for me in the sense that like this is not this is this is a story of of love as a whole, right? Like these are different expressions of love. These are different ways that you can love people, right? Like no, family that's not is important. how you should love. You should not love anybody like that. No, no, no. I that agree with that. That is super unhealthy. No, I totally agree with that. But I'm just saying, like, as as, as an attempt to be like, there are people in our lives that we don't necessarily get to choose and we still have to make them a priority and we still work really hard and we sometimes sacrifice for those people mm-hmm. like that from that perspective it makes sense now as a character making those decisions it's very frustrating but from the sense of like all right you're going to write another version of all these different facets of love it kind of it kind of works for me no it's terrible it doesn't go anywhere no, that's true. And I it, think it actually it goes exactly. So 
No, I think it's actually perfect. And this is why I don't really feel it's an expression of love is because she doesn't learn anything. She doesn't grow. She's still sacrificing okay. everything about her life for this person who does not, I'm sorry, but he doesn't care about her. He can't care about her. He doesn't have the mental capacity to care for her. And so I get that she is his caretaker and she loves him, but in what she's doing isn't love. What she's doing is self-sabotage and self-sacrifice and that she can't love herself and him. She just ultimately just resents him and gives up her entire life. Hmm. And so I think it makes sense that she doesn't get the guy, even though the guy is interested in her and in her bed. And well, she still is like, you know what? <laughs> it's, just, it, it's, a, it's a shame, though, like her character, like doesn't get that realization. If the, if the name of the movie is Love Actually and all these stories are supposed to. I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, no, that's a really good point. May, it, it, maybe it would have been a, had a better resolution for her story had she actually realized that she was so self-sacrifice. So, so, yeah, that she wasn't actually learning anything and that she finally had the thing that she finally always wanted and she still didn't learn anything from it. Like, Yeah, that's sad. It's sad. I don't know. These are the things that I think about like in, in the difference of, of watching these kinds of movies as an audience member who gets totally sucked up into the sappy love like all the the emotional roller coaster versus like making choices as a filmmaker as a writer as a director like the the things that richard Curtis has put into this film like why why did he choose these things why didn't he give laura linney a little bit more of a satisfying you know arc to learn these things why did he have it be like oh nope she just didn't learn well i i think <laughs> all right so as much as the viewer, as me as the viewer does not enjoy this, I think it works as a concept because love isn't always satisfying and love always isn't always mm. a romantic comedy. There love is. isn't always a wonderful thing. Sometimes love hurts. Sometimes love means being abandoned. Sometimes love means, um, you know, unrequited love. Sometimes love means, yeah, all, sor all sorts of things. And so I do think as a concept, I think it's important to include that in there to show you that like, if you don't have love, it's because of you <laughs> and oh, your own choices. I'm going to start um, crying, bro. Damn. <laughs> Damn. No, uh, no I, she's I feel like deep. you just summarized no, Richard Curtis right. as a writer, yeah. honestly. No, because look at all the unresolved, unhappy storylines. It's people who sacrificed what they want and sacrificed their self-love in order to like, we're like, uh, uh, oh, Emma Thompson, let's say she yeah. does stay with them. It's uh, yeah, e even if she doesn't stay with him, she doesn't seem to be moving on. Let's put it that way. Um, and she's staying and she's doing all of this because she loves her kids. And Laura Lenny loves her brother. And when you love other people more than you love yourself, you can't really effectively love them. And your life just gets worse and worse slowly over time. Did he Damn. cheat? Yeah. Yes. Well, hold yes. on. It's never. Did, did, it's not clear. He gave her a necklace. We did, know that much. He gave her the necklace. I watched the audio he, commentary. He cheated. It's oh, okay. it, yes. <laughs> in, in, in the mind of of Richard Curtis, the writer and director, and in Alan Rickman expressing it as a character, yes, he 100 percent cheated. I wish they'd have shown that. <laughs> That's well, really not, good just, needed not to. just to see her sexy uh, little red, you know, negligee again. But I'm talking about like yeah, they, they did have that one random shot of just her in her apartment. Like, oh yeah, it was a carryover shot to get to the next scene. They had to have two beats to get into Whatever, the next scene. Whatever, dude. Just, no, no, that like, was no, that was, was indulgence. It, it was just it was well, it wasn't <laughs> just indulgence. It was there to show like because Emma Thompson in the in the previous scenes talking about how she's frumpy and her like her ass looks bad or something yeah. like that or her stomach is big. I forget what, what she says. And then it cuts to like she, wearing that fat suit because she's literally not. I know, right? Anyway, yeah. 
Dame Emma Thompson. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm, well, I'm every a, I'm like she's Thompson wearing all this fan. baggy. Like you know, the first times you see her, she's in this like sweater thing that's like eight times too big for her. It's like. <laughs> Talk about that, Kristen. What's what's going on? With, what's going no, on with the fashion? I actually in England? just had to make a character super frumpy. So yes, that's yeah, that's exactly how you do it. Is oversized, bulky things, and as a costume designer, it's painful to take a beautiful woman and transform her into a frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dumpy looking person because like you do it and you're like okay I did a good job like she looks terrible but like also like it hurts your heart a little bit because <laughs> you just made this like very attractive person like not look great at all <laughs> but yeah you can totally do that with clothes which is why clothes I think are so important and integral to you know film and also life but yeah, you can clothes make or break the person. And in this case with Emma Thompson, dressing super frumpy to make her look fat and frumpy and un, not unlovable, but uh, undesirable, I guess. Um, you know, when you dress that way, it's how you feel. And that's what she says. And and honestly, looking at Alan Rickman's character, okay, Emma Thompson's amazing as, as a character. Um, but like, I actually... Under, kind of understand why Alan Rickman would cheat like he's going home to his wife who's just like talking about Barbie dolls and dresses like a frump and says that she feels fat and like why would he be like wow honey you look great anyway let's go have sex right now and like you know have a great marriage like that's not how it works like he's gonna find someone who finds you know who who looks good and who finds him desirable and it has something other than children to talk about i don't know maybe it, it didn't I'm... seem like he was what? no he was, he was searching for that it kind of fell in his lap and he, he just kind of like took advantage of it but no i don't it, think he, so really it's, she was totally coming on to him and he she was, was like, totally yeah. coming on what? to him and he was like well and that's the thing though is like i think if emma thompson was a different character he wouldn't do it like not all of the men in this movie would cheat uh, that she's you know whatever uh, whoever the secretary is you know she's cute but like she's not cute enough if you have a solid marriage she's not cute enough to wreck it but if you have a shitty marriage with someone who doesn't feel good about themselves, like, yeah, that's really easy. It's super easy. Well, I don't think they had a shitty marriage. He was just, uh, yeah, he was dissatisfied uh, and he was just bored. Yeah. Or Dude, whatever his he was, was not into it. What did she say when he was buying the gold necklace for the chick? He goes, uh, Emma Thompson goes, oh, uh, my expectations are so low for you. You always buy me scarves. And like he bought her like a Joni Mitchell CD. He's not into that marriage well, at that all. That was off of a conversation they had earlier. Right. No, I get that, but also where she was. T- yeah, I get he, that. He, he was trying to do a deep. Uh, Go back and watch. Every time they have a conversation, she is just talking about like Barbie dolls and like a kid's birthday party and like whatever the fuck. Oh, making the costumes, like, and he's just like totally like his eyes are glazed over. He's so bored. And I'm not saying he's he's right for cheating. Obviously, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying he's been checked out of that marriage for a while, so I am not surprised that he cheated. Yeah, no, the Joni Mitchell thing was, like, she had an early comment about about learning yeah. her emotional maturity because of Joni Mitchell, which in and of itself says a lot. Go back Dude, so then he says on. that line, like, to, to further your emotional fucking uh, journey Which's or whatever, journey, yeah. and, she, and she had already figured that out. Holy fuck right there. Dude, like, no. <laughs> honestly, honestly, go back and watch his scenes with Emma Thompson and watch how he relates to her, and then watch his scenes with Laura Linney and, like, all of the women in the office, because he goes around and talks to all the women in the office. He is, like, oh, yeah, awake right. and alert and happy, 
And then he yeah. comes home and he's just like totally zoned out. I love his 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 um his scene with Laura Linney in the office where she brings it to her attention that everybody knows that, she, that she's in love with this <laughs> yes, guy and that's, like, just, just that's fucking really make the jump. Yeah, We're yeah. so fucking sick of it. <laughs> and maybe casually slip into conversation that you want to get married and have lots of sex yeah, yeah. and babies. That you know like- that? <laughs> everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> the guy did work out. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> oh, man. Abs is goddamn God. steel, man. <laughs> he knew he had to take that shirt off, so that, that dude was putting He's himself got, through hell he before guns, that movie, bro. Man. He's like, I look like that all the time. What the fuck are you talking about? Bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. We had a break. Let's end that trailer. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for Love Actually. We'll be back. I'm the lobster. There's more than one lobster? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Throughout the years, working title films and writer Richard Curtis have captured the euphoria, hysteria, and humiliation of love. With the films Four Weddings and a Funeral, Notting Hill, and Bridget Jones's Diary. This holiday season... Join this unforgettable filmmaking team. Welcome, Prime Minister. This is Natalie. Hello, David. I mean, sir. 20 years ago, you'd have been just his time. (laughs) (laughs) As they explore that time of year. When desires are revealed. I'm in love. Aren't you too young to be in love? No. Oh, okay. Secrets are exposed. Your secretary is very pretty. Be careful, then. And chances are finally taken. All I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Universal Pictures invites you. What's the best sex you've ever had? Britney Spears. No, I ain't kidding. (laughs) She was rubbish. To take everything you know about love. You have this kind of problem? Yeah, of course you did, you saucy mings. And multiply it by eight. Would you excuse me for one second? Okay, that's done. This will be Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Colin Firth, Laura Linney, Emma Thompson, Alan Rickman, Rowan Atkinson, Kira Knightley. Christmas is the time to be with the people you love. Yeah, I need a car. This holiday season. Does Natalie live here? All you need. Oh. Hello. Is love actually? Are you seeing carols? I suppose I could. Please, Good King Winceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and. And we're back. That was the trailer for Love Actually. Pretty good trailer, man. Maybe, uh,. Let's Maybe, go watch it again, Brian. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Made me totally you love uh, Bill you Nye. Know, uh, you don't see a lot of trailers that like start with trailers for three other movies before actually going to the movie that they're a trailer for. True. Well, now they condense that down, then they say, from the director of... Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you couldn't say that. He was just the creator or writer of those other movies. Mm. The, well, yeah. yeah. From the creative mind of... <laughs> 
from all the producers these other Hugh that Grant brought you, films. from the brain that brought you, <laughs> from the studio that brought you. Like, okay, we get yeah. it. Oh, oh, you're trying oh, to connect okay. something. Oh, sure. I, you know, it's very evident that uh, this trailer was cut after uh, Pirates of the Caribbean has played. Because oh, Kira so. Knightley gets a title card in that. Ooh, that's a good point. And in and, the movie, uh, she, she does not get does a title not. card. She's like on a list of a bunch of other people. So it's interesting that she gets a title card because they were actually released. This was released after Pirates. Yeah, same year, though. True. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Oh, she's only in like, what, six scenes in the entire movie, if that? I mean... This film? Yeah. In, in Love Actually, not Pirates. She's in... I'm about a to say, <laughs> hold on. She, she's a There's massive a whole supporting fucking movie character there. <laughs> you know, parlay. <laughs> what do you mean that... parlay? <laughs> Fifty of you even thinks the word parlay. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's like uh, the, this plot line. She's barely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even Chiwetel Ejiofor and Andrew Lincoln, they're they're barely in the movie. It felt like there should be more. Yeah, I totally agree there. Uh, what is there to show? It. No, they don't need more. What is there? Three to hours show? is what I'm asking. <laughs> no, the original cut of this movie. If you want to do three hours, if you want to do three and a half hours, we need other storylines. I don't think they're interesting enough to have more of them in the movie. Yeah, no, I don't. I I feel like very few of these have the weight and and the the interest to carry two full hours. Like this movie is as long as it is because there are so many things happening. But there's the I love the small ones like like the super awkward couple that are like sex stand-ins on this like multi-million oh my God, dollar fucking the porn. Best. So much. Like yes. what what's yes. the budget on this porn? Who has this much time? It's, what are they? it's definitely not a porn. It's, it's, it's not, not a porn. porn. It's like an eyes wide shut sort of situation yeah. where they're like the the director <laughs> photography. <laughs> The director exactly. of photography needs to see when the nipples are going to come into play. Yeah, Can you please I, I, lean down? Like, what? What are you? Well, they're, like, they're trying to really? get the framing. I I get it, and, but you know, I was I was it's just like, so it's not a porn because I was like, I, looking, I was like, look at this production no, on this fucking porn. Like, and who has stand-ins for porn? Like, like <laughs> most of the most of the uh, set budget was actually spent on the sets for this supposed softcore. Oh, porn but movie. wait a minute, wait. Let's think though, because remember when Pirates of the Caribbean came out, and then they had that porn that came out after it. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a huge, big budget Pirates of the Caribbean porn. Like, it was like a huge like what? release. Are you talking about I'm, this? Dude, what? This is but the first time I've ever had to think about this. Wait, I have to look this right up. <laughs> I have to look this up. And suddenly, I, uh, like, the whole Zoom <laughs> conversation is going to crash. She's going to get some weird <laughs> oh, to know. I have definitely not heard of this at all. Okay, okay, it came out It came out in 2005. It had a budget of $8 million. Holy it's, shit. What? It's called Pirates. Yes, yes, it's a thing. It was like a riff on Pirates of the Caribbean. Wait, hold yes. on. The poor yeah, name of Pirates in... of the Caribbean is just Pirates? Pirates, Pirates. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Here, I'll send it to you. Hold on. Wait, you, do you have the DVD? <laughs> no, I have the Wikipedia link oh, that I will okay. send you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, no, I have, I have the 4K Let's just copy. clarify. <laughs> Oh man! Thank you for it clarifying. Was, it, it, was, it was not the porno. Sorry, but no, it was a thing. And so, uh, oh yeah, pornos God. could have theoretically, I guess, had stand-ins at the time. I've heard of these a couple of these porn stars. That's crazy. It's got Jesse Jane in it and Evan Stone. 
And uh, okay, I don't I mean I don't know them, but like also, but I did know that I did know I did know I remember when this came out. Like it was a really big. I mean, I was in college, so but like it was a thing, and people were talking about it. Oh Man, oh, the budget was less than uh, okay, a million. So this okay, is... this sounds better. <laughs> this sounds more it's on point. It's a three-disc set. <laughs> There's so much to see. It takes oh a lot God. of time. I wonder to get if that one's three scene. hours. <laughs> yeah, and it had a. Oh, it has a sequel. I didn't know that. Okay, so the first of one. Of course, it does. No, hold on. The first one had a budget of one million dollars, and the sequel had a budget of eight million dollars, and it's the most expensive porn ever produced. And so Holy they would shit. totally have those stand-ins and sets. Please oh tell me what it was shot God. on. They had to shoot this on anamorphic film <laughs> guys this is what happens when we cover rom-coms on the goddamn show like this is this is what i'm talking about it's like oh. somehow so back our, to the actual movie our conversation has de- oh what this is an important note i can't believe that, that none is, of you guys have no, heard that, of this honestly is, i mean this is fair these, these are the movie? learning experiences that we appreciate and we come to the movie crew podcast for these sorts Pirates of information. the most expensive pawn ever made. <laughs> the one that must be watched. This is very relevant to our porn movie that we were just talking about. We can go back to the movie and they're, I don't think yeah. they were shooting porn though, but they could have is all I'm saying. I just, I felt like there were, there was, <laughs> Dear there's God. the quintessential British <laughs> moment where they're like, they're, they're both naked and he's like, Humping her from behind, and he's like, "Oh man, the traffic on on Junction Twenty Three, like it's <laughs> it just murder so these days." Like I was like, "Yeah, no, you can't get better than that." That that great. is that is the, okay, but the I have just yeah. So they were absolutely hilarious the whole way through. But like, what I loved about there and their storyline is that like, even though they were like stand-ins for a possible porn, like they were just like so pure and happy and innocent, and like they weren't the ones who were like falling into bed with each other, and they were also engaged by the end of the movie. Like they were just. Yeah. Like, very yes. like happy and yes. innocent and like i thought it was so wholesome i loved it no he pulled it he came up and say so he finally got to shag or whatever yeah <laughs> i love that well um, at, like asking her out while she's like theoretically giving him head and then when he's like walking her home and he's like oh should we kiss like it's the fact so that awkward. they were so like comfortable while they were literally naked and then like sort of awkward when it was like okay yeah. now we're yeah. actually having a moment like that that was beautiful. I just I, I love that moment. I like when he slips and he smacks his face into her chest and he's like, "Oh, are you okay?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so, oh yeah. <laughs> I love the uh him warming his hands before the uh the, the boot oh, crap. Oh yeah, yeah. That is Okay, awesome. but honestly, no, like because of that scene, like whenever I have to touch someone on set cuz I touch a lot of people on set, not in a creepy porn way, but like I touch people on set. <laughs> I always warm my hands. I always think of that. I'm always like, "Let me warm my hands before I touch this person." <laughs> We have not talked about the uh, Liam Neeson um, stepson section. I love that. Or segment too. of the movie. Oh, they're fantastic. Dude. They're so cute. Dude, Liam Neeson, man, uh, when he's given that like speech at his uh, wife's funeral. Oh, that I, feels I, different I, now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. But, dude, he's acting his ass off, man. Like his eyes are quivering and shit. Like, it, like the second time I watched it, man, like he's just really... He's going for it, man. Like he's he's so good in this, and all all of his scenes. I I, lo- I love his relationship with his kid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh but yeah. Bri- but Brian made a, a, a asked a question earlier uh, off off uh, Mike. Would he even keep the stepson? Like 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 uh, like uh, why? Like what 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 was the is you know is he just trying to keep up the memory or? 
Actually, that's I I kind of was wondering that. And I don't think that it has to do with the fact that he loves them because I don't think that there's like a very strong bond there. But I think when the kid is like, yeah, I, you know, I, I think about mom and I'm sad, but like also I'm in love. He's like, oh, maybe I can be a father and maybe I can do this. And like, I think that is kind of, and it also helps pull him out of his depression over his wife dying. And I think it's the kid who's in love and that's why he ultimately decides to stay and be a father. That kid did not give a shit, though, that his mom died. He's like, ah, oh, let me tell you what. I got to get this girl while I'm He's in, in like, love. fifth grade. I got to play these drums really good so I, mean, I can, when like, you're 11, like, there's not a whole lot of other things. Or something. Right. That, you know. I will say it's a good... <laughs> I do think... We can hold hands um, at the dance. I think it's a good way to channel grief is to focus on other people yeah. and to learn a new skill and... Uh, yeah, I, I see your point. He, yeah, but like also, I think he is a kid, and I think kids handle that kind of stuff way better than adults. Um, kids are way more—I don't know. Obviously, you don't want to experience trauma as a child, but like I also think that it's easier to handle as a child than as an adult because as a child you're still developing and learning and growing. And he seemed to have a great way to process everything that was happening to him. So I actually wasn't worried about the kid at all. Yeah, we. But we only, what I'm saying is, like, we we only even got one scene with the with the dad, with Liam Neeson. Like, he has that one moment where he breaks down and cries in front of a uh, Emma Thompson's character, right? And and she's like, "Quit being a bitch." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "You're never well, gonna get that, laid." That, that was like, good. She yeah. didn't have the capacity to deal with that because she was dealing with stuff in her own fucking marriage. Like, Not at that point in the movie. No, she was still dealing with it. She she was still aware of things happening. It just wasn't quite was in like, denial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I actually think that Liam Neeson did a really great job the whole time because I actually bought the whole time that he was grieving because there's a, like at some point the kid says to him like, you know, you're going to, I don't know, get married or do something. And he goes, no, no, no. The only way I'm going to like move on is if I meet Claudia Schiffer. Like, I think he does a really <laughs> great job of being sad and grieving his wife while trying to focus on the present and move on i think he does a good job of that but he's so funny right there he's like he's like if that happens i want you out of the house straight away you motherless mongrel <laughs> and the kid's like what and he's We're like, gonna he's have like sex no. in every room and especially your room. yours <laughs> <laughs> like the conversations that he has with an 11 year old i'm just like yeah no this is good this is healthy like they're but you know they're growing they're developing <laughs> but i also I guess but, they are I, I just wish that they had just had written the mom out and the like the mom could have died like a, a while ago well then and he wouldn't have kept a, the kid i don't think he would have kept the kid I, it should have just been his son and it should have just been a bonding moment with his oh, son and right. that, that's what they should have done it well, should have been about his kid finding new love and they don't do anything with the whole layer man mom no, thing it, yeah, it was another complication love love doesn't continue forever love has endings and new yeah. beginnings right and it, it, this is this is my favorite um, arc in the in the whole movie, right? Because it goes from this terrible tragedy of of a wife and a mother dying, and then at the end, like he he go like the little kid goes from calling him whatever his name is to at the very end he says dad, right? Like that that's one of the biggest arcs this movie actually has is the two of these guys connecting, like with with the with Liam Neeson trying to like teach him this is how you go after a girl, and with the kid trying to like figure out how to deal with his mom's death and how to how to actually go for a girl and how to actually be confident in himself like if this was a they, drama you guys would be ripping this shit a fucking apart 
Well, maybe, but I will also say that I like the fact that because he is grieving his wife, but at the same time, it's on that same, exactly what you were just saying, Mike, he, he's grieving his wife, but he's not allowed, he can't really stay there because this, this kid that he's in charge of for the moment anyway, is in love. And so he can't close off his heart. He can't just like shut yeah. the door and cry. Yeah. He has to be like, no, this is how you love. And he's teaching himself how to love while teaching the kid how to love. And this is where I think Richard Curtis as a writer just fucking shines in this movie where he has all these layers of complication that are just so relatable. Like so many people have have if you haven't necessarily experienced like a spouse dying, you've experienced a friend dying or someone's friend's parents or, you know, like this is relatable, right? This is where you can be like, yeah, love is more than just, oh, I'm going to fall in love with this person or, oh, I'm going to pine over this person. And maybe it's unrequited love. Maybe I'll. This is the point where you're like, I know someone that's been like this. If I haven't personally done it, I've, 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 I'm at least one degree away. And I can relate with what these people are going through on some level. And the introduction, this, the, the, the camera in this movie isn't that spectacular. It's pretty standard. Uh, a lot of the shots are overlit. Uh, but like... They're over. They're over bright. I, they yeah, even complain. The director word. even complains about it on the commentary. Oh really, yeah. bro? It, yeah. There's yeah. so much overexposure. There's in this. a lot. But, yeah. but there is this badass shot when they introduce uh, Liam Neeson. He's bringing, uh, you know, his sister in, or uh, what's her name? Ah, damn it, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Yes, yeah, she they're, comes they're coming through. in. Yeah, and it's this techno crane shot where it goes oh, up, man. And, 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 it goes and then it goes up, and, and it lands on the, the kids. Oh, I fucking the kid. love that it, shot! It's paced out so perfect, yeah. and then, the, when, then it cuts shot. in there inside the uh, the kitchen. That that whole scene is excellent, and then I love at the end that they, they start eating uh, frosted flakes. There's like a beat. <laughs> they both go into they the frosted flakes the at the same time. time. There's a beat. I, I love yeah. that. That whole thing is 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 perfect. Yeah. Wait, Brian. I would like to hear why you hate all of this. Like. I just oh, see I shaking your head the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate all this. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, um, uh, we should be Tell us Black why Christmas. you don't enjoy love. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think what makes this movie really special is the, the rocker section with Bill Nye and then oh, Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman's failed marriage. Okay, I'm tracking with you so far. Um, what are you leaving out? What are you leaving out? Uh, yeah, I think I think the the rest of the movie, I th- I think I could kind of just do without. Wow! Wow! Because wow. It, it, shots fired. It, it, oh, okay. it is very. It's very. It's just very tropey, like standard stuff we've seen a million times. All right, I'll give that to you. the The first, the first two acts, like like somewhere around halfway, the halfway mark, between the halfway mark and and the third act, like break. That is where the movie falls apart, where you're like, okay. How do you even define that, bro? (laughs) Yeah, the movie is two hours and 15 minutes long. Literally at at the hour 45 mark is where it starts to be like, uh, okay, now now we've we've established everyone. We know what everyone wants. We've seen all the difficulties. And now it's time to just check some boxes. And we spend the next literally 20 minutes just checking boxes. All right, here's the hallmark moment with these guys. Here's the yeah. trope moment with those people. And you go through this and you go through this and you go through this. And it's just like you you can just check out and not watch. You can miss that that 20 minutes and come back and still know everything that's happened. And that's where the movie kind of, kind of gets slow and kind of is like, okay, well, now you're just balancing like 30 different freaking characters. And eight different storylines, and you're like, uh, but if okay. but but if you're engaged, Tell me when actually, it's, I think it's satisfying. No, I agree. 
And that's why the this that's why this movie is so impressive is because it can still be satisfying even though there are moments that are just tropes. Like if it, when you're hitting cliche check boxes and you still have a satisfying ending and you still have people that you've connected with so much as characters that as the audience you're like, oh my god, I'm so great! You made it! You did the thing! And you got like that's actually really impressive to me. The, the, when the fluff is so fucking quality, like like you know when yeah. When, 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 this is um, good fluff. I appreciate a lot. This of is what yeah. Hallmark fucking strives for, like a twenty fucking, times every year. When Colin Firth is like taking Aurelia to the airport, and they have this moment, and and like the the score right there is so fucking perfect, and and it it leads the whole scene. And I mean, I mean like, they're in a drab fucking spot. The, yep. the, the the location is terrible, but they're fucking acting, and the score really fucking saves it. But like, it, it's so fucking excellent. It makes you feel all of it. Uh, it's great, man. Like, I, I like really I like their storyline. It's, it's I weird. love their storyline, like man. It's it's Spanglish. If you, I mean, it's the exact same thing. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, they, which is really weird. But apparently, that was going to be a different film. He he actually had that as a as yeah. A Colin, Colin Firth's whole storyline and the whole like prime minister thing. Like those were supposed to be two different movies. And Richard Curtis was like, you know what? I'll just make a one movie and then add like fifteen what other if we movies put, like, at the same story time. Lines in this. Well, no, actually, what he says on the commentary is like these stories are the same, huh? That's oh, literally what he said. It's almost like the same person wrote them. That's crazy. I don't know that any of the stories are strong enough to stand on their own. No, they're totally not, and that's what that's what's terrible, and what also makes this movie works. Like a hundred percent. Can we talk about the score for a second? Most specifically, the moment when they play the Dido song. For like thirty seconds, just long I enough to be. <laughs> but, that, but they don't play, they don't play like, that part fuck, though. Fr- they don't no, play they that don't. part, which I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that they didn't get there. I just felt like that that is the most like quintessential like we can make this song into a movie, and then they cut it like fifteen times. And I I, I didn't hate it for that. I, I I think that the music cues in this are really great. I, I like how they. Tie that was the together. only one that I was like really. Really, I forgot about it. And really, it's 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 like Dawson's Creek, but like done really well. <laughs> oh, this is this is what the CW <laughs> strives to be. Now everything makes sense. It's yep. like polished Dawson's Creek. <laughs> like, is is, is Pacey going to get back with Joey? Oh my! You just God. don't really know. Uh, my fourteen year old self is, <laughs> is everything has become clear. Thank you, Dream. Yeah, no worries. Dawson's Creek's better. <laughs> just gonna, I'm just gonna mic drop <laughs> that right there. Okay, Holy shit! So, Brian, oh. is it like the happy parts that you just aren't into? Like, I don't, I'm not. It's just I've, you, I've just seen not this like before, joy. and it's just it. Literally, the only thing that it, I don't know why you know when you actually sit down and, and watch it. It's yes, it's it's uplifting, like regurgitated crap, but it's just really good actors. Doing regurgitated crap, and it's just quick enough that you go from scene to scene, you know, while you're watching it, and like especially the first time, it's incredibly in- enjoyable because nothing totally. is on screen long enough. Totally. Even if you hate a section, it, it, no, it's not on screen long enough to piss you off because you're going to go on to something else. You know. Okay. So, I, all right. But when me, you let, sit I, down and actually watch this movie and you think about it afterwards, it's like, oh, wow, that's kind of a. That was kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, 
Well, that's, I mean, honestly, in a, I would say in a way that's actually a compliment to this film. The fact that you're sitting there thinking about these characters later means you enjoyed the the ride with them long enough. I think to I, consider... I think about the characters from a Friday the Thirteenth movie later afterwards. So I mean, you know, but you know that's what? That's true. Brian does do that. I, I will say <laughs> that like I, I put this film kind of like in the in the. It, I mean, this is the rom com version of like a, a Friday the Thirteenth film. It's filling in that same void of just like it's giving fans exactly what they want. Yeah, and if you're a fan of this genre. Yeah, you're gonna love this movie. There's there's not very many things to not love about this movie. I don't really feel like it's a rom com. I'm gonna be nitpicky here because I feel like it's a it's just a drama. It's it's there's too much there's too many dramatic moments for it to be like a pure rom com as someone who watches rom coms. It's I wouldn't label it as a rom com at all. I- IMDB says comedy drama romance. Well, that's nice, but as I definitely I, I laughed wouldn't... more than I even came close to getting sad. Really, it totally depends on my mood because if I'm in a good mood, I will sit there and like look focus on the the. There's, I feel like there's two different sets of storylines, and we kind of yeah. went through all the shitty storylines yeah. at the beginning, and now we have you know we have the singer and the manager relationship. We have the the porn stars that we talked about. We have the like Spanglish storyline. Um, there might be one more and those are super cute and pure and like I love them and I would define all of those as rom-commy but like the mm-hmm. the others that we talked about are not rom-commy and they're kind of fucked up and so it kind of depends on my mood as to what I'm really focusing on when I watch this which is why I don't watch this really anymore because half of this movie is like fucked and depressing shit. Like I don't like it at all. I don't know. There. I mean, I, come on. No, most of this movie is rom comy. Uh, all right. So let's go through the stories here. Number one, okay. Prime Minister and Secretary. All right, the Hugh Grant section. It's a fucked uh, up rom com. Unbe- unbelievable, and definitely like a, a a power imbalance for sure. But what it is rom comy in, in its shit. application. It's rom comy for sure. Unhealthy rom comy, depressing if you think about it for too long. But okay, go on. All right, all right. Number two, uh, Alan Rickman and uh, Emma Thompson. Not rom comy. Depressing as shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Realistic. Uh, definitely an application of love, but uh, depressing as fuck. All right, Liam Neeson and his stepson. All right, that's cute. That's rom-commy. Yeah. Delightful. Delightful rom-commy. Because he goes from from having no one to actually getting the girl. He's really the only one in this entire movie that, like, jumps over fucking hoops to get the fucking person. I loved him running through the airport. And honestly, but I guess, again, also, that's super depressing because what does he get a kiss on the cheek? And then his girl's in America and he's never going to see her again. So he's going to be depressed. No. No. She gave him a kiss on the lips. Let's dial this back a little bit. That is not depressing. She comes back later. He is there in the airport when she returns. You know, yeah. she's you know she's getting ready to get on a plane. You know how like I mean, what when was this year two thousand three? They're not no, no. the most stable. They actually, no, they yeah they bring she's it up. They're like you know plane it's, crashed. Yeah, it's after nine eleven, but this kid <laughs> yep. still could yep. get through fucking yeah. like he could get through security. Like I was like, wow, I can't believe they're doing this. No, actually, I remember watching this with my mom, and she was wow, he should be shot. My mom was like, he would be shot if this was in America. And I was like, mother. (laughs) On the deleted scenes. Oh, and they just let him go. They just, like, here, here's your fucking kid. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. On the deleted scenes, like he's doing like acrobats and uh, <laughs> like he's doing like cartwheels throughout the airport to get away from what? people. Yeah. They spent, okay, they spent a whole lot a home of time bit. and effort to make, to, to establish his character as like actually really like gymnastics level quality where he's like really athletic and really able to do all these things. It becomes things. a cartoon. Wait, they did? Because yeah. I missed that, all of that. What, so it's they had to cut it. Scene. Oh, they, okay. It, it was one of those subplots that they were like, ah, we actually don't really need it. And like the whole point is that he gets to the girl at the end. So they had to like completely recut that whole airport sequence and make it seem like he was just like really fast. When um, they apparently had spent the entire movie trying to establish that he was really athletic and gymnastic and all the things. That's crazy. It is totally uh, worth watching. Something uh, else that you just reminded me of, like in the trailer, uh, when he's doing the uh, Andrew Lincoln's doing the, the the cards, it says Fatso on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And that's yeah. not so in the movie. Perfect. So, yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, like, Fatso. Cut to her laughing. Next yeah. thing you can Skittiest say, actually. fucking goddamn stick of a woman in the history. Right. But I'm saying, cinema. so I, I, they, they obviously had to cut that. They, they thought about that, but they left all the other fat shaming in there. <laughs> <laughs> fat, fat shaming for the sake of normalization of... of... Oh non- yeah, yeah. We've, size zero people. Are Americans going to know we've what We've been down this Pillsbury Doughboy road. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue going through the, yeah, what's uh, the, next the one? lines what's of the, the story. Next All right, okay, so uh, Are you keeping track of this or Yeah, yeah, so far we we've we got three so far. Yeah, we got two rom-coms out of three. All right. So story number 4, uh best friend loves wife. Um, Not a rom-com. No. no, not a rom-com. No. Creepy as fuck. Creepy. Not, well, yes. come on. Oh, hold up, though. It's not... It's rom-com not, concept... It's not supposed to be is, creepy, in though, reality, right? creepy it, as it fuck. It is Blade. Yeah. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, well, I mean, all right, if you want to say, like, this is my best friend's wedding, or, you know, there are, like, three or four different rom-coms that come to mind that are essentially that exact same storyline that are also creepy as fuck, it qualifies as rom-com. All right. Well, well that's what yeah, but, but no, but you also okay. have to take you also have to take the 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 audience in mind and 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 even Kristen's uh, view on it from a teenager. You know, there's that. You know, that's the teenage love story. Yeah. Uh, but did you notice that in his uh, video collection, he it's it's like Rear Window and Martin. oh yeah, I did see Rear no, Window. Yeah. Definitely. No, I didn't. It is all that. of the creepy yeah. things. Yeah. For sure. Oh my god! It reminds <laughs> oh. voyeurism. Dude, have you guys seen? I'm gonna segue just one second. Have you guys seen that TV show You uh, with um, Penn Badgley? And like everyone thinks it's fucking a romantic comedy, but it's about him stalking and murdering somebody. Spoilers. No. Um, but also, people think he's like the it's a romantic. Anyway, sorry, go on. That sounds really interesting, and now I'm very intrigued. <laughs> What's she brings this story? up like every other episode. She's like, how are people <laughs> thinking that this guy is perfect? They're <laughs> fucked up. That is wrong. And fuck you guys. Seek help. It's like our, you know, it's Kristen's. Uh, it's what I do. It's what time. I do. Yeah, it's, it's what I do. That's her MO. <laughs> All right, so we have we have. Three Wait, for hold four. on. Are, are we counting that as a rom com? No, I, feel like, I like, don't think we should count it as. A... Oh, oh it, you think we should? Is... 
I feel they, like it they have the whole funny moment. You have the whole it, funny moment with the, with the love, 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 that all that with yeah. the people oh, popping yeah. up. That's right. totally right. qualifies right. as a rom com because there are so many other rom coms that have done the exact same right, storyline. Right. I don't think it is a healthy rom com. So it is. It is. Uh, Who cares about that? It's a rom com. We put uh, it in the gray section. It's an, it's an asterisk. Whatever. Okay. Right. So that's that's three or four. So okay. So story five. Uh, film stand-ins. Fall oh, in love. Rom com. Rom com. So that's four out of five. It's amazing. All right. Uh, number six. Uh, Laura Linney's uh, no. failed love story. No. Oh, man. That's, no. some, that's some Sad. tragic shit. All right. Okay. Yeah. We're still we're four, four could, or six. Could, now. could be a Chucky movie version, like in there somewhere. <laughs> like we've we've experienced similar people. With no. Such... If 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 fucking Carl was a damn serial killer or something. <laughs> I'm He's just saying, Dexter. like, like He's the sister Dexter. of one of the people in the Chucky <laughs> movies Dexter. that we have previously, like, and, and he goes and kills he get, he kills her brother to, to like free her, but all it does I mean, is like destroy her. Okay, but that whole scene where like like the the nurse person rushes in to like literally stop the the guy from murdering his sister, where he's like, it's okay. She's like, <laughs> oh no, she was ready for that too, man. She was I ready know for she that was. Blow. She blocked it, and then yeah. she was like, thank you. And, and, good and then job. she starts like rubbing on him. It's okay, darling. I'm like, bro. all I'm saying, Man. all I'm saying is it, 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 it would track in those movies. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Oh my god. <laughs> 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 all right, so that's four six. Uh, number seven, um, British guy going to America to find love. Okay, oh, this fucking one, rom com. This one, I wish. Here's my idea for this one to make it better. Okay, you keep the same. They keep the scene where you go over, right? And and it's that really ridiculous scene where he goes into the bar and all these like extremely hot women like throw him throw themselves all over him, and it's just like this ridiculous thing. January but then, fucking but then, Jones, man. But then you like, cut back. Don Draper's wife is like, "Oh, you have a British accent. Hello, holy you shit! That's who that was. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, January dude. Jones. Yeah, yes, the one that was in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the my first God. one that starts talking to no, him. No, not the, the second. She's the, the second other. one. The second one? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Anyways, right. you let okay. that scene you let that scene play yeah. out exactly how it plays, right? But when you cut back, instead of him showing up with somebody, he's sitting with his buddy and he is he's telling that story. And no one believes him. Like, you know, so you, you could see that either he made it up or, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just so ridiculous at the end when when, when that other girl she's like I brought my fucking friend when you have the the chick yeah, from um, was, the chick from uh, Denise Dance Richards Bob Strike and, Back uh, <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth bro Shannon Elizabeth yeah but yeah I was like I was like the, the, I, my sister she's real like you know friendly real friendly she's, she's and she just instantly one. starts like he just brings like, back the sexy one she, and the friendly she brings one in, she brings in fucking eye contact bro when she's like making out with that dude at the end and he's just like flabbergasted she's just like beamed in on him I was like man it's so creepy <laughs> yeah the final airport scene with that storyline was really n- uncomfortable I thought like I don't know yeah it was weird I didn't like it um, Still that, a rom com. Yeah, so that feels more like an American Pie sort of yeah, situation than it does like a rom com. Which, are we if American, American Pie doesn't Pie qualify, yeah, no, that's definitely that a rom com. Oh, yeah. That is 100% a rom com. American Pie is, yes, absolutely. You fuck a pie, okay. that's funny. And it's romantic. That's, yeah. That's not romantic <laughs> at all. Or I guess I, Shannon nothing really about, literally nothing in about this storyline. Hold it's on. The sub-genre, it's the subgenre under a romantic comedy that I think is called like, uh, what is it? Raunchy sex comedies. Ra- okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That is a subgenre. Sure. Um, Raunchy sex comedy, but that's not romantic that comedy. That is a that's, subgenre that's of romantic comedy. 
raunchy sex comedies are are marketed towards men rom-coms are marketed towards women I think this, is, different this is the wedding crashers moment of this movie the american pie wedding crashers raunchy sex comedy rom-com there's not even like a woman he has like four women in bed with him that's not a romantic comedy that's just an orgy. It's like our porn from before. Uh, yeah, but there's no nudity <laughs> in this section. I mean, you know, it's well. That's done. because I can't help that. It's I don't really afford to, to tell you. All those are tasteful. All right, whatever. Yeah, it just has silhouettes. We're counting this as a rom com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, I like how when so they all, all right, when they all, all right, fall all right. on the bed, their feet fly up. Did you notice that in, in the? I love that so much. When they all drop down there. All their feet fly up. I was like, I love that. Yeah, what what kind of blow up bouncy castle bed is and like, that? Their look at this massive up. place. Maybe what the are you water talking bed. About? You don't have any money. Like you don't know. Maybe that was the only room they were renting in that entire place. Really? Didn't didn't seem like that to me. Dude, you just don't understand Wisconsin, bro. <laughs> You're a southerner. You just don't get it. Listen, listen, if you're going like to fly from England to Milwaukee and order a Budweiser <laughs> in the home of Pabst and all those other non-Budweiser beers. And obviously not this in America. <laughs> that bar doesn't look right. Not this, our, our, our spouts don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So where are we at? Uh, five out of seven. Four for six? Five, oh, five for seven. Five okay. for seven. All right. Okay. Uh, scene Two, eight. I think, are asterisks, but go on. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Scene eight, uh, the foreign uh, love story with Colin Firth. All right. That's a rom-com. Rom-com. Yeah. Rom-com. I, I, I like it, man. I think I like it plays. It so I love the dialogue back and forth. It's so, They're like, so cute. written, you know, like he says something, then she says the same thing, or she says, he's, you know, it goes back and forth. It's so, it's so hammy, but it's. But it's, it works. It, it works, it works so well. I, that is the I, moment where it's like, yeah, yeah I fucking shine. believe all of this. I love Absolutely. when he spots her. He spots her tramp stamp, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." My wife actually called that out when we were watching that. She went, "Oh, tramp stamp." <laughs> um, uh, made me laugh. But I, I love every single scene with them and the so did the composer because he makes those fucking scenes just like just and the lighting's great it's all like natural it's like some of the best lighting in the entire film is on those scenes because it's not overlaid it's just actual like no man they're doing nice they're doing some really nice stuff uh long lens stuff really pretty i I love that section i'll agree with that i'll I'll knock the cinematography in a lot of the spots but yeah you're right I thought it was so beautiful when the the lake scene where the, uh, she accidentally causes this play for us to fly into the lake and yeah I love that you have the wide shot of like them running down the the dock or whatever I thought that was beautiful uh, oh yeah according to the commentary that lake was only like eighteen inches deep yeah yeah they had to they had to kneel in order to make it look like they were actually in the water it's probably full of leeches <laughs> uh, it was mosquitoes. Apparently, yeah, like, uh, yeah, definitely. So, if it's something that's that shallow, it means it's warm water, which means you now you got bugs and stuff. Ugh. Oh, lots of bugs! All right, last story yeah. number nine: the musician and his manager, Billy Nighy. I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's not really. I feel really... it in my toes. I would, really I'll count that as. I'll count that as rom comy, actually. Wait, I, you're I, count that one? I'm gonna count that one. I was gonna <laughs> give you that one. Oh, oh. So no, because I feel like, uh, the, you know, I think it's a really sweet story, and he comes to appreciate his manager, even though I, I do think he appreciated his manager from the beginning. But he comes to like consciously appreciate his manager, and also I just love Bill Nye. Like, 
all of his scenes are fucking gold. Mm, he's on really top of it, are. man. He's so this solid. Is shit, isn't it? Solid gold shit. Hey there, kitties. Here's a message from your Uncle Bill. Don't buy drugs because we can become a pop star. They give them to you for free. Dude, I love. Such a badass. <laughs> the little Backstreet Boys guys that were interviewing oh, one of the channel, God. dude. Their he's reactions like, no, no, are great. I, no, I, I love how he's like, uh, he's like, he's like, you know, oh, the, uh, Blue or whatever the band's name is. They, they, they you know, they didn't give your song uh, high marks or whatever. And he's like, oh, well, well, they're great musicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's so great, man. Man, his whole, all of his scenes, they're like the ones that like don't technically connect to anyone, but also are seen in every oh, single version yeah. of the, the everyone. The song goes through everything. Everyone's and, watching it. Everyone's dude, listening to I it. I love the little kid watching the music video and the, and the girl's got her legs spread and all this yes. stuff. And that's where he gets uh, the idea. And he's like, like he, yeah. all these women like licking her lips. And he's like, I want that. That was the rip off of what music video? Oh, uh, what is that, Robert? Uh, it's Robert Palmer's. Um... Uh, addicted to love, right? I think so. Might as well face it. Um, but it I, I hate that, that that one is scene. Addicted to love. It's one of his songs. What's his oh, other song? Um, the music video is stretched. It's a four by three video stretched on a widescreen TV. And earlier, when they showed that same same TV, it was not. So they fucked up. That, and it no, pisses whatever, me off. bro. That is probably the most accurate thing in this film. It is very accurate. Yeah, that's exactly what I, those stores I, I, I would do. go to people's houses and try to fix that. I'd be like, oh, gosh, you just cannot do this. Bro, what'd you do to my TV, man? It looks different. Every single time. Better, every right? single time they're watching it, it's a different aspect ratio. It's like, oh, oh, it's normal. Nope, now it's stretched. Yeah. Now it's close to... I just, I just, I just uh, set it to fit the screen, man. What's up? <laughs> I know. I actually... This has always been... Like, even when I was a kid, this has always been my favorite storyline because... It just, I don't know. I don't know. Like you have like, he's this dude and he's like washed up and he just doesn't give a fuck anymore, but he still loves what he does and he still wants to be on top. And, and like he comes out on top. Yeah, of course. And it, I, the way he just like conveys that. And I, I actually love how fucked up his the music video is in each from scene to scene to scene, because <laughs> I think that, I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. That's exactly how yes. it would be. The close-ups of the women, they're like just, full on like oh and yeah it was addicted to love and yeah that's i mean that's what we're shown as fucking kids and you're like as a kid you're like oh that's what i should look like (laughs) (laughs) that's what that's that's it okay so like i totally understood the kid in this in this uh movie who was like okay that's that's how i'm gonna get the girl like uh, it makes sense to me i love it i love it bad granddad of of rock and roll I rem- I remember the Britney Spears line about how she was his favorite so shag. <laughs> that That's a lie. I thought she was actually rubbish. <laughs> I remember laughing so hard at that. That was one of my favorite lines when I was a kid. I don't know why. I Poor love Brittany. that. I love that DJ's uh, in that room too. Like his fucking hair and his just general look. Man, he God, it's just so perfect. I like his like when he realizes that uh, that. Uh, dude's gonna go. He's gonna start just talking uh, open. He's like, "Oh, all okay. right. Well, here he hunkers down. He's like, oh, this is actually yeah, gonna. All right, this is actually right, gonna become an interview this now. Shit, you know, <laughs> I don't have to just ask you the list of questions. I'm gonna actually give a shit. So yeah, well, that's, I, that was seven out of ten. I I think this constitutes as, as hold a on because call. I'm marking. You gotta keep going. Hold on, hold on because I marked. That's it. I marked oh. two of those as asterisks. So and yeah. my by my list, it's five out of ten, which means again, it depends no, no, on no, your no. mood. Hold, hold on. That would be five out of nine. 
which is well, still that's a that's still a majority. So that Barely. still goes what? Barely. It's a recant. It's it's you gotta win your vote with an asterisk. What are you, Donald Trump? Yeah, it's a romantic <laughs> dramedy. Damn it, God damn it. <laughs> romantic dramedy. We're two weeks out. Can we just have a little bit of peace, please? <laughs> Guys, let's not get political. <laughs> it's Christmas. Okay, hold up. What what was up with the we don't anti, fight Christmas? What was up with the anti uh, America? We got to put America in their place. Uh, rhetoric in this film, man. Like, no, actually, no, no, no. Let's go Union oh. Jack okay. flag. No, all no, the no. Way. That's that's kind of the whole thing because if you look at all of the American characters, not only the American the anti American speech, but if you look at the American characters, they're all like sex crazed, or with the exception of Laura Lenny we've already discussed her but like you know no all of the american characters are super fucked up i totally noticed that when i was a kid and and uh, I, I don't know i don't have any answers for it is it not true um, I, it was, I thought it was a really interesting like british perspective on on america like not just the the culture but also the, the understanding of american leadership like billy bob thornton was like a little bit of Clinton, a little bit of Bush. No, I think he was supposed to be Clinton. Of... I think I remember reading that in an article somewhere that he was supposed yeah, to be Clinton. Yeah, well, except at this yeah, point, with the Bush had been in yeah. office by like two years, right? Like, he had dude, been, some but... people have a lot of resentment. Like, I don't know what to just, tell you. I mean, just the perviness and like, you know, the Monica Lewinsky thing wasn't that far off. And No, for sure. There was a lot of a lot of Clinton, but also Billy Bob. It, it, you can't cast Billy and Bob Thornton. Without thinking a little bit of like Texas Bush, right? Like he's he's just like his he can't not have his was, his accent. Right? He just seems super way. American. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just look. Yeah, he's the quintessential American looking dude. No, for sure. <laughs> Good casting. Great casting in almost in in, in, in every role is 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 insane. This movie is even fucking Rowan Atkinson. I love oh my his God, goofy I love character. All of his like scenes. he's like, would you like it? I'd love all wrapped? of his scenes. It's so yeah. fun. You know, he was supposed to actually be an angel in the film. Yeah, well, is that why he pops up? Oh and yeah, he's supposed to like disappear yeah. at the he, end, he's right? The Christmas angel. He's the Christmas angel. Yeah, like he's in these moments. Well, how did he help fucking? Um, he he helped ruin fucking uh, <laughs> Alan Rickman's. Like, how is he the angel in that? Well, scene? Alan Rickman is just very determined yeah, to be honest. Alan, wife, Alan so Rickman's a, he's a douche, right? So he's he's doing the wrong thing. So I I, I would say he's helping doing the wrong thing, so Emma Thompson's yeah. character, right? Extending the moment so Emma Thompson can come and discover Alan yeah. Rickman buying oh, her. Okay. This. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. Jared's like, what? He's he's being a cock block. I mean like <laughs> Alan Rickman needs that? to get some. It's come a, on, I mean, like he died and die hard. I mean, I mean, come on, it's it's Christmas. I mean, for, he gets knocked off. <laughs> Can Alan Rickman Tony get Tower a good one Christmas movie? Can movie? he get something good? <laughs> oh, okay. So we had a lot of like really, 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 really great character actors in this film. They all have relatively short scenes. For feel like sequence. Sorry. Well, I just I, I was going to say, I feel like we have to give some level of credit to first time director making all these scenes work like in their in, in their individual moments. And then also as a whole. Yeah, right? but he like, had been he, on been sets, in the industry, man. Forever, yeah, and bro. he worked on TV. He'd been doing TV. Yeah. The Black Adder and all that. I mean, uh, he's he is. He knows how to p- tell a story and put a story together. Yeah. Like, right. It, but. Yeah. Well, that's kind of my point. Like he, he knows how to how to write all these stories and to see them as a as a total interconnected whole and all these actors have have been able to obviously like many of them are if not oscar nominated oscar winners 
but like there there has to be some level of of credit to him just making like individual moments like all right this is this is the one where you really need to shine all right your wife just died go is that just me like just yeah are are we gonna give all the credit to just the actors or does richard curtis get a little bit of of i mean a little bit i guess i mean he was there his idea you know (laughs) like if he didn't you know have this idea and actually film the movie then we wouldn't have any anything to talk about or watch so yeah, I guess he gets uh, a little All right, bit. all right. So for an exercise and and the sake of discussion, what if someone else had directed this? Like, how how do you think this would have been different? You know, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I do think Four Weddings and a Funeral is shot better. Interesting. Okay. Um, I think that's a better movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't Frank I don't Ellis? know if the what's that? Who who did that? Oh, uh, I forget the director that uh, that did that. But that uh, that's Tony Curtis screenplay, and I know he was on set. That's how he got Hugh Grant. You know. Because Hugh Grant blew up in, um, well, not only in the UK, um, which, you know, that's where Richard Curtis cleans up. I and mean, he's super popular in the UK and the United States. You know, we know him as uh, the guy that does four weddings and a funeral in Notting Hill. Mike Newell. There you go. He did some Harry Potter movies, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Donnie Brasco. That's a director, man. You know? That is a director. A very visual director. So that's probably why four four weddings looks better. I I I think that I just think that um, that Richard Curtis was more interested in, in seeing people dance. I found the fourth dancing. <laughs> it's um, it's it's when uh, it's when the prime minister uh, you know stood up for his country, and then the radio plays a song for him, and he's like he does the risky business dance around the house. He they even do the shot through the doorway. Um, Brian, I'm really curious to know why you don't enjoy romantic comedies and only romantic dramas. Like, what's going on there? Like, you just don't. What? No, I never said that. Okay, I mean, it was implied by the way that you were talking and acting and such. No, no, no. I was just. No, what? No, I'm just saying this movie follows very cliched, formulaic romantic comedy tropes and cliches i mean that's it i mean you know i mean and that's it's fine a- it's just i don't know i guess this movie is like really beloved and i really liked it when i first saw it and i remember really liking it and just watching it on this time i was just really surprised at how shallow and full of fucking nothing you know it's just like there's just like nothing there hmm. do you think it's because there were so many stories that we didn't really get to know the characters yeah, I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would disagree with that. I feel like we got to know the characters plenty because we've had several conversations in this podcast talking about how much we hated the decisions that said characters made. That well, maybe we, certainly... we wouldn't hate them if we knew more fucking about these people. I mean, yeah, like, actually, I think okay, we, right, we don't right, know right, shit. We fill in okay. a lot. We fill in, like we we have a That's general a stereotypes, and we fill in a lot. About their background. That's a good point. Yeah. He definitely yeah. leans on the stereotypes and then expects us to kind of enjoy and hope for the best. And and because of the tropes, we should know what's going on because it's so stereotypical that he's just like, oh, look, see, you've seen this before. You know what's supposed to happen. Now we're going to let it happen or do something slightly different. Gives you that fuzzy feeling. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, That's what they're going after. It, it's... <sighs> When people are like, I don't understand why you like Friday the 13th movies, I'm, I, I guess I would explain it like... It gives me that fuzzy feeling. Yeah, thing. it's this, this is, <laughs> this is like the horror, this is like the rom, yeah, it's like the rom-com Friday the 13th. It's like, it's just kind of like schlock that gives you what you want, 
and it's 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 well done schlock. You know, they got really good actors to deliver this stuff, but it's it's damn good cake. It's yeah, it's, it's the good version that Hallmark does every year. It's with, way better with, than any fucking Hallmark well, movie. Well paid actors who actually <laughs> know what they're doing. Having said work on a couple of Hallmark, Hallmark movies. <laughs> I've also worked on Oh, I think we all have. Um, yes. They do pay, so there's that. There, there, there's so many it's great little moments. Like the, 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 It's very... Like when Jamie has to... He pops into his family's for Christmas, and he's about to go get Aurelia. And he comes in, and he's like, here's the gifts. Uh, I've got to go. A man's got to do it. they're all like, gotta do. fuck you! No, the little kid's like, like you I anyways. hate Uncle Jamie. Yeah. I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> Those kids at the end it's so awesome. are the best. Also, the kids who ask uh, Hugh Grant to sing. Singer. Those kids were And they the start best. dancing. Yeah. They, they just start getting down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They're just like, yeah, yeah, sing it. Sing it, bitch. Also, I love the kid who's an octopus who is sitting in between Hugh Grant and Natalie. That awkward moment. And he's like, they're trying to talk, but the octopus is just like sitting there. It's It's like the best. He has to like push him out. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, they did not have coverage for that. They did not. No, absolutely not. That was like, we're going to get it once and let's hope it works. But I think it it works. I liked it. It Oh, it totally worked. Oh, sounds like Christian just pulled the pin on ratings. Did I? Yeah, I think you did. Are you just tired of talking about it, Brian? Oh. Uh, we can do ratings. Come on, Brian. Let's <laughs> get pissed and watch some porn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we I might as well. I mean, I heard Pirates <laughs> 2 had the biggest budget. $8 million. I got to see what an $8 million porn looks <laughs> oh, like. Oh, dude, let me tell you what. Ugh. Stand-ins. Good lighting when the nipples show Shout up. Shout out Master Primes. <laughs> that penis has no pubes around it at all. I mean, it has been waxed. Slick. Everybody no, no, no. gets really good bro. makeup. <laughs> if you're going down there, it has to be Nair. <laughs> <laughs> the costume design on that porn was just... You can send Fantastic. the check to uh, the movie. No, but actually, <laughs> if that's not their goddamn slogan, dude, it fucking should be. They are missing. That's what no. I'm saying. <laughs> that's okay. money. They're just like leaving. This is not okay. Hold on, because I want to address this really quickly. Because this is not the pirates porno, but like when Wonder Woman was like a TV show, you had the there was like a big thing that was going up and it was like it had the wonder woman outfit and the porn version outfit and they were like which one looks like the real outfit but because the porn version of her outfit looks so much better such high quality <laughs> Is that like true? no i'm so serious i can send you i can send you more pictures of this like I, uh, like honestly <laughs> One of you them looks invest. well designed, and the other one actually cared about the tits. That had invest, to go in, like, invest in your wardrobe. Really That's well. all I'm saying. Okay. Holy shit! <laughs> I am Colin, God of Sex. <laughs> <laughs> this is not full of clothes. This is full of condoms. <laughs> yeah, condoms. Condoms. Okay, but also since Brian's like not doing ratings, can I just talk about how I kind of really enjoyed the scene where it was like the American girls sitting around Colin and like they were all trying to like mimic his accent and then he goes table oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, oh same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like we've all been there at some point. Oh, no doubt, man. Ratings. <laughs> Who's going first? Brian, I'll go first. I love you, Jared. Um, I love this movie. I think this movie's super great. Um, our conversation has like made me see it in a different way. I mean, like 
when I watched it again for the podcast, I, I was kind of like surprised, and I saw a lot of the things that we're talking about, and I was like, wow, there, there's 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 more going on in this movie than my memory allowed me to see. I, I think that just the general population will just will just love this movie. I mean, we we looked it up, and and on Rotten Tomatoes, it's had over thirty one million reviews. It's, it's, it's insane. But I'm actually going to rate it higher than what they rated. It, it, and Rotten Tomatoes, it gets a 72% from the audience score. I'm actually going to say it, it, it's, it's a 9 for me. It's, almost, it's an almost perfect movie because, I, I don't know, I love all the stories. I, I love watching this movie. I think it's great. It, may, it gives me all the feels. Uh, all the actors are phenomenal. I, I love seeing all these faces. And, and like, I love seeing Alan Rickman. Anything that has Alan Rickman, it, it, it's amazing. But I was very shocked by this but this movie and, and like his his role, but it, he is still very very good in it. Who's going next? I guess I'll go. <gasps> Yay! Damn, Mike. I'm kind of conflicted about this because for years this was one of my favorite movies, and I probably would have rated it a ten. And I don't know, a few years ago, I just kind of became very disillusioned with it, and so I was actually pretty pleased watching it this year, and I didn't hate it as much as I did a few years ago. I think there are a lot of very cliche things in it, but I think they work. I think it's really a lot of the storylines are really sweet and charming and funny. And the rest of the storylines are not. And uh, I don't really like my movies to mix like that. Don't let my food to touch. Yeah, no, don't <laughs> touch. Like when I want to cry in my movie, I'll go watch my fucking sad movie. When I want to feel good, I'll go watch my feel good movie. Like, why are you both in the same movie? Like, I don't understand. Um, so, and I and I and I actually have really appreciated the conversation tonight because there are things that I didn't notice that I appreciated about it, and other things that I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great point. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of. I'm kind of, I'm going to give it, I want to give it like a 6.5, maybe a 7. I feel like, Ouch. I feel like it's not something that I really want to watch anymore. It's like, again, like years ago, I used to watch this all the time and I loved it. And I feel like now that I'm like grown and mature and it was mature, more mature than I was at least. Um, Beyond this movie. Yeah. I, I feel like it's. I don't, I feel like this movie is dated. It reminds me of a person that I used to be when I watched this. Um, I think there are parts that still carry over that still last, but I think a lot of it doesn't. Uh, overall, I love, and in terms of also, hold on, we didn't talk about costumes yet, but in terms of like costumes and music and uh, all of like the art and pr- the production design and all of that, like I feel like some of it's like super on point and is either, you know, classic or like, very specific to the time and I love it and the rest of it I just absolutely hate and again it's interesting how both of those things are true in the same movie uh but it kind of goes along with storylines I guess so yeah I don't I, yeah I, I'm gonna give it a 6.75 we'll split the difference Ooh. Mm. I did I do like the scarves though the scarves are a nice touch you don't <laughs> see scarves a lot in, in, in modern I, movies well, yeah, but it's England. They wear scarves over there, so it's like a European yeah, thing. Kind of thing. Yeah, the Brits. You get them as Christmas scarves. presents. Yeah, you know, when 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 your when your marriage starts to wane, you just start piling <laughs> up scarves. The Brits. You can. You can you know, it lets you know how many years. How many years you're going? Like, how many scarves are you? <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> oh, we're up to our twentieth scarf. The Irish have a lot of scarves <laughs> over there. Up to you, have, you have a very Irish person in this movie, so he has he he definitely wears his scarf for love. 
Mike, I'm going to let you go last so we can end on a uh, in a positive note here. <laughs> he feels it. He feels it for sure. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where to come in on this. I, as an audience crowd pleaser, like I get it. I, I understand why people like this movie. This is not something where it's like, oh yeah, why do people like this? And it, it makes sense. I, it hits all the right notes. It's just, if you know, if you start to think about it in any way, shape, or form, it really falls apart. Things just don't make sense and you feel very dissatisfied or at least i did as a viewer like thinking about it afterwards it's like oh like i'm not a big fan of like yes every movie needs a sequel but like goddamn, i felt like this one did like i felt like i needed to watch <laughs> another movie to see where these characters are now like wh- what happened in their stories like where did it go i just got like the I just got a piece of something as opposed to a whole and getting a whole bunch of pieces. I just wanted more out of it, really. I mean, but that being said, I did not feel that uh, first time watch. And man, fucking Bill Nye, like just he totally steals this movie. I mean, he just makes it so enjoyable. All the actors do, you know, really. So uh, fuck. I mean, I guess it's a it's a it's a very solid seven. Se- seven, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this bitch home. Um, so this movie is a nine point five for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this movie does it does so much in in so little time, and it does so little in so much time. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start my summary with a quote from Roger Ebert's uh, review from this movie. He said uh, no good movie is too long no bad movie is short enough love actually is too long but don't let that stop you. Uh, this movie it it does so much with so many people and it, I've seen it several times uh, I watched it you know early on when it came out not like you know in the theaters or whatever but like in 2005 2006 or whatever. This is a this is a very rewatchable movie um, because there are so many characters that you can kind of, uh, for me, latch onto and say like, all right, this is an emotional journey that I'm going on or can relate to or can see myself in. There's some shit in this film, right? Like th- there's a lot of scenes that are overshot and, and just overlit and, and don't necessarily work cinem- cinematically. Um, but there's a lot of really, really interesting characters, um, Every single fucking actor just brings their A game and they're all so delightful. This might be my favorite Bill Nye role, which is really saying a lot. Emma Thompson steals the show every time she's on screen. Alan Rickman just just kills me with all of his subtleties. There's just so much life in this movie. There's so many so many ways to interpret things. There's so many um I mean, we just had a fucking like two hour conversation or whatever about all the different ways that you can interpret love and interpret life and and think about Christmas time and and the ways that we can relate to people and relate to ourselves and be better with ourselves. You can watch this movie in a good mood. You can watch it in a bad mood and you can see new things and different things and interesting things about it. You can see yourself in it. You can see there's just there's just so many great things about this film Um, and all the tropes and all the cliches. There's a reason why a cliche is a cliche. It's because it's it's something that's been done so well that so many other people have tried to copy it that it becomes a cliche. This movie, I feel like, was an originator for a lot of cliches that now, nearly 20 years later, we've seen 
50 times. Hold on. And I'm going to call bullshit on that. What what the <laughs> fuck did this movie originate, yes. sir? Back, back him, the fuck up. Hold up. I want to know. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Okay, all you right. Can't, you can't talk that shit around Brian. That's fair. Uh, okay. <laughs> no. All right. I mean, I'll, maybe, I'll, I'll maybe, say it this way. Maybe, I'll say it this way. Maybe something originated here. I don't know. I, I'm genuinely... Genuinely uh, curious. How about how about coagulated? How about how about um, brought together? Right, like this 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 was like the Hallmark movie before the big Hallmark movies were just an, a yearly like five movies every Christmas season, right? Like this this was there's a reason why we go to these kinds of movies every year because we want the the feel good movies, we want the feel good season, we we want to. You know, rekindle that that thing that we've seen and that nostalgia that makes us feel something that maybe we previously had or we wish we had. When it comes down to it, this movie works. And is it too long? Absolutely. Is it too short? Also, absolutely. This movie is everything and it's none of the things that it tries to be. And I fucking love every second of it. So it's, it's a nine. Damn. That's a lot of high praise. A lot of uncertainty. That's how you review a movie. Sir, <laughs> Cal- <laughs> calm down, calm down, stand down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do feel like uh, we, we usually talk about the budget and uh, the box office. We didn't yet, so uh, let's correct hmm, this real let's quick. Hear let's hear it. Let's hear it. The budget was forty million to forty-five, depending on who you believe. Uh, domestic gross. Was fifty nine point seven million, but the worldwide was two hundred. Holy shit! And forty five million. That's Hot damn. a shit ton of money. That is. That is. Um. So yeah, I was actually looking up. That's pretty. Uh, pretty average for that Richard Curtis things he writes and directs. So yeah, man, he is a cash cow, as they call it. Holy, as they say in cash in the cow, Englands. Batman. <laughs> And on that note, guys, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you, good man? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, or on Apple Podcasts. With my other podcast, Torah Stories. And Mike, where can they follow you? I am on the Twitters and the Instagrams at uh, Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. Uh, goddamn soundtrack you're fucking me up find the song find it i'm trying to fucking... just play dido and call it a day just, just do the i feel it i know i'm trying to fucking find <laughs> i feel it in my love soul. is all of... oh sorry it's the wrong one christmas is all around me and so the feeling grows the track listing proper uh, it's written in the wind Bro, for real. And everywhere I go. Play that solid gold shit. <laughs> so if you really love Christmas, <laughs> come on and let it snow. Come on, Brian. <laughs> 
Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits, and we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number 16, titled Christmas is All Around, performed by the fictional character Billy Mac. Enjoy.
What's happening? What happened? Everybody ran away. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. I feel like this is not what's going to happen, but I feel like there's going to be like a musical number where they're going to come in. Are they going to come and start, like, <laughs> they're going to flash mob it? <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. I was just like, man, damn. I guess when I start talking, it's they, just they you, honestly. It's probably you. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> Wait. Wow. Well, apparently Brian hates rom coms, so I feel like he's just done with this conversation. I don't know. <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I had to go to the bathroom real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I started talking, and then you and Griggs just both ran away at the same time. So oh, I just for real? Lost my strain of thought. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I was like, all right, so I guess we're stopping. No, just finish your... I just had to take a piss, bro. I'm sorry. But, like, Griggs left, too. At the exact same time. We made eye contact, and it was a pee thing. I thought it you was guys, like a flash mob thing. Like I was waiting for you guys to come back into this. We, yeah, we started talking. I don't. Even, yeah, I'm totally Jared, I, I'm, I'm just tired of your opinion in life. You know, I'm just Apparently. done with you. Fuck, man. Uh, every time you talk, so it just, I would just rather go take a leak, man. I swear to God, both of you motherfuckers just like jumped up and left, and uh, yeah, so. I apologize. I didn't mean to disrespect no, so someone, you. Someone, someone volley a ball because I don't remember what I was talking about. <laughs> we, what were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> we were talking about what were we I was making about? a point. You gotta Jared volunteered the, uh, the fourth song and dance. Piano. Oh, that's what it was. What was the fourth uh, dance moment? I don't even want to talk about it. You didn't even want to hear. <laughs> I, <laughs> <sighs> don't be butthurt. 